My name is Curtis Dixon, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. On Shriver. Snyder with scores! Now it's Frank Pinnell scores! Hands off for Rabel, switches hands and scores! Kylie O'Miller showing off those shifty skills. Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson! Curtis Dixon to the net, shoots and scores! Curtis Dixon with a beauty! Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hutton, he's Adam, together we're bringing you interviews with your favorite players and coaches, as well as news from all four professional lacrosse leagues. We're here with Curtis Dixon, forward with the Calgary Roughnecks, and 2019 NLL champion. Curtis, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it, Curtis. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll start off with uh, you growing up in uh, Port Coquitlam. Just discuss when you first started playing lacrosse, and what time did you realize that you really wanted to play at the highest level? Yeah, I started playing pretty young. My dad grew up playing. He plays his whole life, so he pretty much got a stick in my hands, you know, right from when I was born, and I think I got put into organized lacrosse when I was probably around three or four years old, and I've been uh, you know, playing ever since. That's awesome. And then, you know, you decided to take your talents to the University of Delaware, uh, where you were part of a fantastic 2007 Final Four run. Uh, you had seven goals and one assist in that year's NCAA tournament. Uh, talk us about that playoff run with the Blue Hens. That was special. That was a lot of fun. You know, I mean, you know not a lot of people really gave us much chance, especially going into that first round game against the defending champs, Virginia. And um we knew we knew what we had we you know we knew we had a lot of talent and we kind of underachieved throughout the, the regular season but um all you got to do is is make the tournament and then anything happens so we were just playing you know really good lacrosse at the, at the right time of year so it was it was a lot of fun to be a part of you know that's great and then you're going off of that you ended your college career as the fourth leading scorer and all-time delaware leader in uh goals with 62 goals and 15 assists in your senior season uh, that made you a Tawartan finalist, and uh, you were also a captain of the team. How do you think your college career really prepared you to make the jump to the pros? Uh, most definitely, having a guy you know like Shields, who was there, uh, you know, thirty plus years by the time I was there, and then continued on for another you know almost ten after I left. Um, anytime you have a chance to play under a guy like that, he's obviously got a, a plethora of knowledge, and you know, I mean, just trying you know soak anything in that that a guy like that has to tell you. He's been around the game for so long. He's you know, so, you know all the ins and outs. So having having a guy like that as a, as a mentor and a coach, and um, definitely helps prepare you for you know life after college, on the field and off the field as well. That's awesome. And uh, you're actually a, you're a Delaware Hall of Fame member, I, I believe. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. So you went in with uh, I'm a Ravens fan. So you went in with Joe Flacco. I think. Um, did you know Joe Flacco when you were there? I think you were a freshman when he was a senior. But uh, did you ever cross paths with him? No, he's, I was there two years, I believe, with Joe. He was oh, two years, okay. Would have been my maybe my sophomore, junior year, or something like that. But gotcha. No, I never, uh, never had a chance to meet him during school, but I obviously had a chance to to talk to him. Um, you know, when we got inducted, and super nice guy, super humble, big family guy. You know, he had his whole family out there, so that was a you know pretty special moment for me, and I'm sure it was for him as well. You know, that's awesome. So back to lacrosse, I guess a bit. Um, so you you played in the major series of lacrosse uh, with the Peterborough Lakers. You won a man cup with them in 2017. Now you're with the Maple Ridge Berards again in the Western Lacrosse Association. How's it been playing in uh, those two different leagues? And is there a difference in style between the MSL and WLA? Uh, for the most part, no. I think it's it's fairly similar. It's all you know pro caliber guys that are kind of just playing and keeping a stick in their hands in the off season. So um, that's that's really what it's you know it's all about. Just being in shape and, and keeping things sharp, but um, you know, it's. I mean, you can tell by the, you know, the, the results of the Man Cubs over the years that there's there's probably a little bit more talent out east. But um, you know, as far as everything else goes, the leagues are fairly similar. 
now let's talk about your NLL career a little bit. You took the NLL by storm in 2011. You won the NLL Rookie of the Year. Um, you helped your team win the West Division title before falling in the semifinals. Uh, you ended up getting to the championship, I believe, in 2014. Uh, unfortunately, didn't win it then. Um, but talk us through your rookie season and those early years. Like, Who were some of those mentors that helped you uh, in your early years in the NLL? Yeah, I was fortunate. I got you know drafted to a, a really good Calgary team, and um, you know a lot of talent, especially on the you know the offensive side of the floor. And anytime you have a chance to play with um, you know legends like Caleb Tose and you know Calgary legend in his own, who had been there you know for ten plus years by the time I got there. This guy like Scott Ranger, another guy on the right side there, I got to play with, and obviously uh, Dane Dolby, guy I'm, I'm still playing with till this day, and. Um, Jeff Shatler, you know, among other guys, it was uh, it was an easy transition with with guys like that, you know, playing around you. They were all so good at what they did, and you know, really took me under their wing and kind of showed me the way because it is it is a big step from you know the junior and the college ranks playing in, in the NLL. So um, I was I was fortunate to have guys like that around me and, and kind of showing me the ropes. No, that's great, and uh, you earned the nickname Superman for your acrobatic goals. Uh, you know, you, you're always leaving your feet, it seems like, and putting on a show in that regard. Uh, talk us through the origins of that nickname, and have you always played a high-flying style of lacrosse, or did you kind of develop that over time? Um, I mean, I always, I don't know to that extent, because obviously every, you know, any league that I played in, diving through the crease was never a, a legal move. College, mm-hmm, yeah. back in my day, it was still, <laughs> it was still against the rules, and um, even in box lacrosse growing up, in minor and junior, you weren't allowed to to do that so I think I just kind of thrived and, and took advantage of you know that role once I got there and, and enjoyed doing it and it was uh it was one of our announcers and I think it was the first year in the league he um kind of coined the, the nickname after I had a bunch of you know diving through the crease goals and it's uh it's just kind of stuck since then what, what are your thoughts on the name Superman do you you know people call you that all the time I guess but do you enjoy it or do you kind of just take it in stride uh yeah you take it in stride but I mean at the same time I can't complain it's not the worst nickname in the world. No, yeah, for I sure. The, the coolest superheroes in the world. So, as long as, as long as everybody knows it's not self-proclaimed, I'm uh, I'm okay with getting called every once in a while. Well, that's awesome. And you had your your super moment uh, last year. You know, winning the Champions Cup with Calgary. Uh, let's talk about that magical playoff run a little bit. You know, you came into the season a little bit late, uh, but you guys kind of you know got on a late season run. Uh, talk me through that run and kind of how you guys bought in. You know, made that playoff run and ended in a you know a championship. Yeah, very. I mean, like we talked about earlier with uh, you know my our final four run at Delaware, it was pretty similar in, in regards to you know just getting getting hot at the right time. We got some key pieces back late in the season with um, a guy like Jesse King. He was he was hurt most of the year and. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got him back with I think three or four games left in the regular season, and um, you know we just gelled as a team, and it was it was pretty special to you know see what we were able to accomplish in such a short amount of time. You know, winning our last I think it was three games of the regular season, and um, obviously four straight in the playoffs. So um, you know, with the caliber of teams that we were playing against, um, we were pretty fortunate to, to be able to do that, and um, it was you know a bit of a bit of a monkey off my back. Um, getting able to to win that first championship, like you said earlier in 2014, we fell a little short in Rochester in heartbreaking fashion. So I've been kind of stewing on that for you know five years. So it was uh, it was pretty special getting to do that. You know that's awesome. And I mean, what was going through your head when you know Reese Dutch scored that overtime goal in uh, game two? I 
couldn't tell you. I, I kind of blacked out, honestly. It was it was a wild scene. You know, anyone that's been to a game in, in the saddle dome knows how crazy it is on a regular night. So, you know, it's basically a, a sold out crowd that night with a, with an overtime championship game winning goal. It was it was it was bananas to say the least. It was it was awesome. Yeah, no, that's great. And you guys are, you know, in the middle of the pack right now in the West Division. It's wide open, you know, this season. I think more than ever you've seen a lot of parody in the league. Um, you've had some, you know, close losses and some brutal injuries to some key guys, but you guys are no strangers. Again, like I said, to second half surges. Um, what has been the message, you know, from Coach Miloski in the locker room, and what has he been preaching to you guys? Um, yeah, well, obviously we're not, you know, terribly thrilled with our start. There's a lot of games that were winnable that we kind of left uh, left on the table and came away with losses instead. And um, you know, those ones are the ones that can come back and bite you in the butt later on in the season. But at the same time. Um, you know, our philosophy you can't really dwell on the past. You got to look at what's next and what's in the future. And, um, you know, two and four is not where we want to be. But at the same time, there's nothing we can do about that now. So, um, again, like last year, we'll, we'll be having guys kind of trickle back in the lineup, key pieces as, you know, as, as the season goes on. So we have that to look forward to. But at the same time, um, you know, we're not looking to make excuses. There's plenty of, you know, pro, you know, caliber guys that are in the lineup right now that are that are filling shoes that uh, we feel are you know capable of getting the job done and uh, we just need to do a better job and uh, come out and prepare and, and be able to win these games that um, you know are important for playoff seating. No, definitely. Um, now let's kind of shift gears a little bit then to the field game. Uh, you're in the PLL. Uh, you're currently on the chaos, but you are unprotected. Um, you weren't able to suit up last summer, I think, due to an injury um, that kind of you know kept you sidelined during that uh, summer season, but regardless of what team you're on come May, are you looking to suit up in the PLL this summer? And uh, what do you think you can kind of bring to the PLL that, you know, maybe we didn't see this past year? Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely uh, planning on playing. Um, yeah, I was unfortunately got a wrist injury in, in our championship game two there in Calgary. So I was unable to um, get in any games with, with the chaos last summer, but um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It doesn't matter, you know, like you said, wherever I end up, if I do get picked up or if I end up back with the chaos, I'm looking to just kind of plug in and, and contribute wherever they need me. I'm, you know, especially if I do, um, you know, if I, I get picked up by the Water Dogs, it's a it's a fresh team, and um, I consider myself a veteran guy, so uh, it'll be good to, you know, bring some veteran leadership and hopefully some, some goal-scoring ability, and, and if I end up back on the chaos, you obviously have a fantastic roster as it is already and um anywhere coach tower sees fit i'd i'd um you know put myself in my lineup and, and contribute whatever way they need me to so it's it's exciting to you know think about having an opportunity to play in that league and to kind of watch from the outside last year and, and see what they're able to do um you know just exposure wise and, and how big it's come and how big it's gotten and you know just it's exciting and, and i'm definitely looking forward to having an opportunity to play yeah no for sure and uh we're looking forward you know to seeing you out there um, and I guess touch on a little bit too. What kind of convinced you to join the PLL? You know, you hadn't played uh, field in a, in a little while, and um, you know, I think it was a little bit of I don't want to speak for you, but dissatisfaction with the you know previous league. So, what excites you? I guess the most going forward with the PLL. Yeah, I remember I had a you know a chat with Paul when he was about to you know kind of bring it to fruition, and he showed interest in in having me in the league, and um, I thought it was it was fantastic. I heard you know the direction they were looking at going, and and their plans and um you know i always i've, I've always wanted to play field it's just kind of timing wise with, with summer lacrosse and mm-hmm. travel wise with you know teams 
you know, all the all the teams in in, in the MLL are all East Coast based, and that's a bit of a pain in the butt for me being from from the West Coast. But um, you know, this model is awesome, and you know, this, you know, heading to, to different locations every weekend is is pretty cool, and that was definitely exciting and, and a big factor for me. I wanted to be a part of it, so um, you know, as soon as Paul kind of reached out and showed interest, it was it was kind of a no brainer for me. You know, that's great. I'm I'm hoping they uh, announce maybe a you know, a really West Coast uh, location. Maybe it's, you know, Vancouver or anywhere in British Columbia or, you know, at least a Seattle or something. Uh, they haven't really gone that far northwest, so it would be nice if they, they have that on the, the schedule. We won't know, you know, right away, but uh, that, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, they've hinted at, I think they said something about Pacific Northwest, so whether it's uh, Portland, Seattle, or Vancouver, I'm assuming it'll be in one of those three general areas, so that would be uh, that'd be pretty neat to have it up, up in this area. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and then, you know, one final question uh, before we go into our 5-5. Five and five, uh, You recently won a World Indoor Lacrosse Championship uh, with Team Canada. You've also won, I, I believe, three gold medals as well. Um, you know, so you, you've been a participant in both outdoor and indoor uh, for, you know, your country. Describe that feeling, you know, wearing Canada across your chest, uh, and the pride you have in representing your country when you, uh, you know, play in these world games. Yeah, you said it. It's, it's pride. And, um, you know, anytime anyone will tell you you have a chance to, to represent your country and, and where you're, you know, where that's, you know, flag on your chest is, is pretty special and um, something I'll, I'll never take for granted. I've been, like you said, fortunate to play in, in four world champions, championships now, two indoor and two outdoor, and um, they've, you know, each and every one's been, been special. And, you know, I'm getting up there in age, but hopefully a few years down the line here when you know, the field one comes back around, I'll still have enough, you know, juice left in the tank to, to keep participating, but, you know, if not, you know, like, like you said, I've had a, a pretty good run and won three gold medals and a silver, so it's, uh, those are, there's always a lot of fun to play in for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. I think you still got some left in the tank if uh, your current NLL season is any indication, uh, but that wraps up our main questions. We'll take a quick break, hear a word from our sponsor, and then we'll dive into our 5-5 five and five segment. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today. All right, so welcome back. Uh, now it's time to dive into our five and five. Uh, so I'll start off with the lacrosse questions, Curtis. Um, my first one I always ask people is, do you have any pregame superstitions or routines? Um, nothing major. I usually I'll take my stick for a game as long as I get my pregame nap in. Um, nothing, nothing too crazy. Pregame naps crucial. <laughs> crucial, very crucial. Uh, going off of that, you mentioned your stick. Uh, what is your current lacrosse stick setup? Uh, I'm using Warrior. I'm using a Warp right now. I know a lot of people are going to that, and uh, you know both the women's and the men's game. And it seems to be—I've never actually used a warp 
uh, before. That kind of came out, I think, after my college career was over. Um, but, uh, you know, it seems like a lot of people are going to that, and really the consistency is there, and that's, I think, that was the goal with the stick, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest thing for sure. And I have no idea what's wrong with Rostick, so that's... That helps, too. <laughs> big reasoning for me. Uh, my next question is, who was your favorite lacrosse player growing up? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to be cliche and say my dad. Okay, awesome. Yeah, uh, He's the biggest reason I, I uh, you know, I got playing. and um, I never had a chance to see him play. He quit playing before I was born. But, um, you know, he was always down in my basement and uh, down, you know, at the box, outdoor boxes that we have in here in Canada, playing catch and, and keeping a stick in my hands and helping me improve my game. So I got to... I gotta stick with him and say he's my favorite player. Awesome. Uh, my next one is: if you could start an expansion franchise in any city for the NLL, uh, which one would it be? Ooh, any city in the NLL expansion franchise. Well, I was just down in Vegas. I was coaching at the U.S. Boxer Tournament with one of our, our kids' teams, and I got a chance to check out that Seals Mammoth game. And um, Vegas is a pretty cool city, so it's got to be pretty high on the list for me. Is uh, It'll be a lot of fun to have a team out there. Yeah, no, the the crowd looked great. Um, you know, and I think they would maybe get some of that like Vegas Golden Knights uh, advantage a little bit. You know, with being in Vegas, um, people tend to do poorer when they have to go to Vegas. Uh, so yeah, that why. might be a good uh, home field advantage uh, for a lacrosse team. So yeah, I think that's a natural spot. I'd be I'd be shocked if we don't see. Uh, Vegas end up with a team in you know the next three years because Nick Sakevich did say that they're hoping to add three more teams within the three years. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, and then my final one with the five and five is what has been your favorite venue to play lacrosse at? Favorite venue to play lacrosse at? Well, I got a. I mean, my the final four we played at Empty Bank in Baltimore. That was that was pretty cool. It was fifty two thousand people. I think it still holds the record for highest attended final four. So. Um, in terms of the atmosphere and, and crowd size, I'd say that was probably the you know the epitome of my uh, you know lacrosse career. Awesome. Uh, now for the off the field questions uh, or off the floor questions, I should say. Who's your favorite non lacrosse athlete to watch? Favorite non lacrosse athlete? I got to go Connor McDavid. He's I'm an Oilers fan. Um, you know any hockey fan out there knows how electric he is on the ice, and he's he's must watch TV in the hockey world. So he's He's pretty special to, to watch. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Christian Delbianco, actually, that was his. And I think uh, Randy Stotts also said McDavid was one of his favorite. I mean, he's he's just electric. And for me, it's it's always funny, too. I, I look at these hockey guys, and, um, you know, I'm 25 years old. But uh, you, you think, like, McDavid's been around for, you know, quite some time now. And he's still, I think, only, like, 23, 24. It's crazy, you know, <laughs> how young these guys are. I know, these so. kids are coming straight out of high school and yeah. playing in the NHL. Yeah, and you're seeing it now kind of in the NLL a little bit too, you know. I mentioned Christian Del Bianco, yeah. you know, he's a young guy um, excelling at the pro game. But, yeah, no, it's awesome to see. Um, going off of that, uh, what are some hobbies or activities you enjoy doing when not playing lacrosse? Ooh, um, I'm a golfer. I like to golf. I like to do it more than I, sh- than I do now. I mean, living here in Vancouver, it unfortunately rains about 10 months out of the year, so it's, it's mm-hmm. tough to, to kind of get out there sometimes, but... Definitely golf, video games, um, working out, just anything I can, you know, anything I can take up my, my spare time here is usually what I do. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, what video games are you playing these days? Uh, I'm a Call of Duty guy. Call okay. of Duty is, is a good one. And, uh, you know, Apex, any of those Battle Royale games are, are usually a good time for me too, so. Awesome. Um, number three, what is your favorite place to go when in Calgary? 
favorite place to go in Calgary? Oh, well, that's a good one. Be like a restaurant or um, just any anything really. Nightlife. Nightlife. Uh, national National Intense is a good spot. They got the underground bowling alley, and it's um, you know a good bar upstairs as well. It's usually we'll head over there after a game sometimes. We used to be used to be Cowboys, which is right across the street from from the arena. But I'm 31 now, and everybody in there is basically 18 or 19 <laughs> years old, so it just makes me feel older than dirt. So I try and avoid that now. <laughs> Uh, number four, what is your favorite meal and do you prefer to dine out, take out, or cook at home? Ooh, well, my girlfriend actually cooks. She's a fantastic cook, so her her cooking is number one. But favorite meal, uh, I got to go prime rib from the keg to the steakhouse. Delicious. It's, it's my, uh, if I ever had a last meal, that was, that's always my choice. So I, I got to go with that. All right, awesome. And then my final one for the five and five is uh, what's a book on your bookshelf that you've read or are reading right now or a podcast that you're listening to uh, that you'd recommend to a teammate or a friend? Oh, man. A book that I – I'm not a huge reader, but I just did recently read um, Wayne Gretzky's autobiography, actually, and that was was a pretty good read. It was – any Canadian, I'm sure, has probably read it. I'm pretty sure it's a requirement in high school here. So uh, that was good. That was an interesting one. That was cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Now, the bonus question, do you think Ovechkin can break the Great Ones record? You know what? If, if he can keep it going, he's, you know, knock on wood, he's had really good, good you know, pass with injuries. He's, he's never he's been injury-free most of his career, and, um, you know, if he can keep up his pace, I, I don't see why not. The guy's, a, the guy's an absolute animal. He, he loves scoring goals. He's, you know, I love watching that guy play, too. He's, you know, seeing, he's excited just as excited for you know his first goal in the NHL as he has been with his 600 and whatever he's at now, and um, he's he's a lot of fun to watch. So if, if I had to bet, I'd say yes, he will. Yeah, for sure. I'm a Capitals fan, so I had to throw that yeah. one in there. Um, but uh, you know, he's excellent to watch, and I think uh, like you, you hit the nail on the head. Like he gets excited about you know every goal that he he scores. It's it's the same energy or whatever. Um, you know, so it's yeah, he, he's he's a lot of fun to watch. I did. He's a beauty. Yep, for sure. Uh, then my final question that I always ask our guests uh, just to wrap up is, what is some advice that you have for a young player looking to one day play lacrosse professionally? You know what, it's the cliche answer, but just you know, keep a stick in your hands as much as possible. Obviously, don't, don't burn yourself out. And you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, in multi-sport athletes. I grew up playing you know, baseball, soccer, hockey, lacrosse. And, um, but I was, I was fortunate enough, like I said, I had a, an unfinished basement growing up and a big concrete wall down there and you know I was usually down there for at least an hour or two a night just you know working on my stick skills and I think that's that's the biggest thing that, that separates the you know the top of the the upper echelon of, of players um compared to you know the middle tiers it's stick skills and that's the, the beautiful thing about lacrosse is you don't you don't need a second person to play with you just got to go find a wall or a box or or uh, whatever you can to just you know hammer the ball against for However long, even if it's 20 minutes a day, just get out there, work on those, those stick skills, and, and um, just, just keep improving. You know, I, I think that's a great point, especially because, you know, you can't really affect, you know, how big or strong you are when you can work out and stuff, um, but you can't you really affect, like, your natural genes that you've been given, but you can work on your stick skills, and everyone can do that. So I think that's some good advice for our young listeners. Oh, well, this has been great, Curtis. We really, we really appreciate it. Hey, man, no worries. Where can people find you on social media if they, you know, want to reach out or connect or, you know, just follow you? 
my Twitter and my Instagram are both Curtis Dixon one seven, one word. So definitely hit me up, ask me questions. There's no such thing as a dumb question. I tell that to my all the kids I coach all the time. So I'd uh, I'd love to you know if anyone has this anything to ask me or tell me. Don't ask. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it, Curtis. Uh, thanks for joining us. Best of luck again with the Roughnecks this season and in the PLL. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for having me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today.